And before we even get into anything, I just want to talk about the Hail, the Hail Murray, which is A, the coolest name for a Hail Mary that we've had in a few years, and also the fact that it was just an amazing play. And if Bill O'Brien wasn't already fired, that he definitely would have been fired after this week. <laughs> was that the coo- one of the coolest throws you've ever seen? I've never seen a falling away kind of sidearm perfect spiral. Like, that was, that was a really cool throw. Not Don't... just a good throw, just... Like a very cool, aesthetically pleasing throw. Going, going to his left and falling away is impressive arm strength too. Uh, everything in general, and I, I watched. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched any like the stuff uh, about that whole play. It wasn't supposed to even go to Hopkins at first. The main pass mm-hmm. was supposed to go to Andy Isabella over the middle to get twenty yards, and then try and set up a different play that was closer to the end zone. Um, but apparently, they also gave him the uh, um, who the hell's I can't even think of the coach now. Clinsbury uh, uh, said that go for Isabella, but if you think you can get it to Hopkins in the end zone, do it. And I guess he thought with three people around him that was a good idea, and I mean, it ended up being a good idea. So that's crazy. So I'll take it. Gave me a lot well, of points. Yeah, you will, because you have Murray and Hopkins in a bunch of leagues, I bet. Well, I only have Hopkins in one league. I was very disappointed because I wanted that stack in a lot of leagues, but just didn't work out. Um, but I do well, have Murray in every league, so that was a nice play. You, you won in our league against a guy who's been very desperate to make the playoffs for a long time now. I'm not sure Richie has ever made the playoffs in our league. This was his best shot right now, um, and you won by that. Those were your last two players going, and those were the points you needed. So not only was it a hell Murray, but it was a hell Anthony too. <laughs> I'm sorry, Richie. I don't. I didn't mean to uh, dash your hopes that bad, but uh, you know, I felt like I needed the win as well. <laughs> Did you though? Um, but yeah, yeah, that was that was like a 17 point play probably. Uh, so I don't know. Whatever it was, I won. By, I won by fifteen. So whatever it is, it was. Uh... It was at least that much. Um, all right. So let's go on to Anthony's uh, real life team, which suffered a big hit with Drew Brees breaking and getting a collapse, breaking his ribs and getting a collapsed lung. Anthony, are the Saints going to be better with Jameis Winston? I'm. I'm excited to see Jameis Winston. To be honest, I really am. Uh, I know what they did. Uh, after, like you know, in the second half, they didn't really like open up the playbook and allow Winston to do too much. They just wanted to stay, play it safe. But I think with a week of practice, they're gonna uh, they're gonna open that open up that playbook and let Winston air it out with those uh, that LASIK surgery and his uh, better eyesight. So I, I I'm very interested to see what Sean Payton does with Winston, and I'm excited to see because you know who knows maybe Winston will be the Saints' quarterback of the future. So. It's a... he, he, I mean, he has a good shot, right? If he shows something in the next two weeks, which, what, he'll play probably the next two weeks or so? At least two weeks. They might not even, I mean, depending on how he does, again, I mean... The old Teddy Bridgewater thing. Yeah, I mean, Bridgewater went like, like 5-0 and or 5-1, and some crazy, you know, thing. He's where playing you, well, might as well keep Breeze. Yeah, get well, you want, healthy what, as possible. Breeze to get at least one week before the playoffs? 
knock some rust off. Probably. The, I mean, with the Falcons, Broncos, Falcons, in your stretch run, James Winston is a quarterback I'm targeting as any person who – any team that, need, that might not be fully satisfied with the quarterback right now. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. Pick him up. Yeah, he's definitely worth a, a pickup in many leagues. I mean, especially like two quarterback leagues guaranteed like 20 plus points every game i mean he's good he's, you know again we all forget as many as he he did lead the league in interceptions last year but he also did lead the league in touchdowns i'm pretty sure so 30 right. he was a 30 30 club so i mean look he, he gets the interceptions and but he also gets those touchdowns so if you know they go six for, for touchdown only two per interception you know that's that's a good ratio it's four points for every uh you know net you net four points per touchdown and interception so I uh for sure. I like it. So I I guess I think of everything on how it affects Kamara for this team, and what do you think? How do you think this affects him? Because he was getting he still was getting balls thrown to him, and he still got the touchdown. But he obviously is probably not going to do the ten to twelve receptions, which have been feeding his um, stat line. But you know maybe more goal line if if Winston is moving the ball better. What do you think? What do you guys think? Do you think they'll just go to Taysom Hill more often on the goal line? Because they're like, oh, we don't even have to worry about Drew Brees' feelings anymore. We can just go to him without any, like, pre-tech. No, I mean, Kamar's probably one of the top three goal line players in the league. So I don't think you take it out of his hands. Yeah, you're not, you're not, getting, you're not getting away from Kamar at the goal line. I mean, they still like doing those Taysom Hill trick plays. But when you're at the goal line, it's going to Kamara 90% of the time. You know, it's... What do you have? Three touchdowns last this past week, or two touchdowns, one receiving, one running, three. Uh, three touchdowns. Like he yeah. just, they're gonna get, they're gonna feed him the ball. So I again, I, I, I think the the offense may even be become a little more vertical too, which I think could help as well. I mean, well, yeah, Winston has can throw it more than ten yards down the field. I mean, yeah, he got he he has the ability to throw that deep ball. So I mean, and again, if that LASIK surgery has helped his eyes. Might be able to see the players a little bit better. So, well, he, I mean, how does this affect? I mean, Michael Thomas coming back from his uh, his protracted injury slash uh, disciplinary uh, respite, he did nothing. Is that just knocking the rest off, or do we think is that not really when Jameis's uh, strong suit just throwing slants five yards over the middle where all the linebackers are? I think I'm a little bit worried about Michael Thomas for the rest of the season. Um, like, none of the career outlook, but I think in fantasy, if I have Michael Thomas, I'm a bit worried. Like, I don't think you're going to see those 12 to 15 target games anymore. I don't think you're going to see the 10 catches for 100 yards and, you know, a touchdown. I think it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be tough go. Go tough, go at it. And I think if you could try and sell Michael Thomas on a name only right now, I would absolutely try and do it because I'm I'm not convinced that Michael Thomas is gonna is gonna be a number one wide receiver for the rest of the season. Well, you don't have to say rest of the season because he hasn't been at all this season. But I mean, from this point on, he will not be a top twelve to fifteen wide receiver. I think that's fair to say. I don't know. Uh, if you guys agree with me or not. Um, yeah, it's really tough to say with Winston taking over the rest of the year. I mean, I like I like any receiver 
more usually with Winston, but he did do so much of his damage in the five to ten yard range. Where Drew Brees, whatever you want to say about Drew Brees, he's unbelievable at that, which is why I'm a, a little concerned for Kamara. Um, not concerned where he's not going to be a top five guy still, but not being the one A to one B with Dalvin Cook. Like it's tough when you take away that chance at twelve receptions a game. Well, yeah, that 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 was the area where. Kamara really shines over uh, over Cook. The um, I mean, is Emmanuel Sanders about to get a lot more uh, like automatic playing time in your lineups because he is kind of the outside deep guy and Winston just loves to bomb it deep. I mean, I like Emmanuel Sanders anyway, but I mean, I. I... I could see him move up a little bit with Winston playing at, at a quarterback. Like I said, a week, given that week practice, I think Winston, you know, obviously was, he was preparing just the way I'm sure Bridgewater was preparing just in case anything happened to Breeze. But I think now having all the full reps one week under center going against like a good stretch of games where he can definitely cut up some pretty mediocre defenses. I think someone like Sanders can definitely uh, shine. As a wide receiver, too, for the next few weeks, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially with the, the slate of cake matchups that the Saints have coming up, he's he was pretty much an automatic play anyways. Yeah, I like it. I mean, look, one receiver for five yards, obviously, not going to cut it. But uh, it, was a, it was a very weird game script to start in this game. They, they started off real shit. Um, but yeah, Atlanta, Denver, Atlanta, Philly, not, not terrible. And then... Uh, Kansas City at home, so at least they're in the dome. They're not in Arrowhead. And then Minnesota and Carolina. So, and you're what? You're are you kind of mentally preparing as a fantasy person and as a Saints fan for this to be without Breeze the rest of the season until the playoffs? Maybe if he comes back week 17, which doesn't do anything for fantasy. Um, I'm gonna say looking at the schedule: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six. Um. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, he needs week. I'm thinking you're right. Maybe week 17, week 16. I mean, what, fractured ribs on both sides, collapsed yeah. lung. Obviously, the collapse. I said, that's got, how, how are they saying that he's only going to be back after two weeks? Well, the, the, well the question is how, how, much, how much was that lung actually collapsed? So, like, if, if it's only collapsed, maybe like 5%, something you know, minuscule. Um, mm. it shouldn't take that long to, to uncollapse. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it's all, I think it all depends on, uh, it's going to be pain control. And, uh, once the lung reinflates itself and that's good, I think it's, then it's just going to be pain control on the ribs and if he's going to wear one of them like vests and, uh, whatnot. But I don't think they're going to push him alone. They're seven and two right now. And, uh, right. Seven and two. And, uh. You know, like I said, if they could win the next three games, four games, and they're looking really good, what's the point of really rushing him back? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, they can use. They should be ten and two. So Winston is a, is definitely a worth a pickup, and I would expect that he'll be the quarterback for the mostly for pretty much the rest of your fantasy season. So, at least until the playoffs. So. It's also good that we have a a collapsed long expert. To talk to you about I know. Not too many people have collapsed lung experts to talk about, <laughs> you know? 
Just you love. I mean, this is where you shine. Every year, yeah. I feel like we have one guy with a collapsed lung that you get to talk about. Well, yeah. Look, I am. A, I am not. Not only am I a, I'm a collapsed lung person, I am a two-time collapsed lung person. So, like, I have been through it multiple times. <laughs> so I know uh, how it feels. That's what I'm saying. If it was, if it was like where how deep mine went, it feels like you're having a heart attack. Uh, it feels like you can't breathe. So I, I don't think he was at that point because he came back in and he was playing. Uh, there was no way he'd be able to do that if it was too far collapsed. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think the the lung is the the issue. I think it's the, I think it's the fractures more so that they got to worry. Also, about. before we move on, I guess um, Kamara had what 98 yards and three touchdowns in the second half with Winston. So that's helping my concerns a little. Yeah, you'll be fine. I was trying to see what, what the stat split was like. With uh, hey, yeah, he he had a pretty good second half under Winston. Their first half was pretty bad, um, and the only reason why they like really scored any points in the first half was because of some uh, special teams miscues on the 49ers side, and the Saints defense sort of held up a bit, uh, doing doing its part. The offense looked like shit, <laughs> pretty much. So the uh, I mean yeah, the that first half of the Saints game, and also the. The Packers Jaguars game, two good teams that should have been pretty, uh, you know, should have won their games pretty handily. We're struggling. You know, I don't, I, I don't have the stat offhand because I, I should have looked it up yesterday, or any of any evidence, but I'm pretty sure that the Jacksonville Jaguars cover, even though they lose most of the games, they pretty much cover the point spread most of the time. Like, they don't lose a lot of games by a lot of points. Like, they, they just hang in there. Every fucking week, they hang in there and they just lose by a little bit. So I wasn't... Well, that's like the Giants this season, too. So I wasn't... They only lost by more than one score the entire season. Yeah, so, like, I'm not, I'm not like, saying, like, oh, you know, the Packers, you know, obviously they should, they should, they are the better team, right? But I just yeah. see the Jaguars, uh, now, now I want to look at the stat, just to see. They lost to the Packers by four, lost to the Texans by two, Chargers by ten. All right, so maybe maybe the stat doesn't hold up too well. <laughs> yeah, but they 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 beat the Colts week one, then they lost to the Titans only by three. So I don't know, it, it's hit or miss with them. But I feel like they they try they stay in game more than more so than they should. They're, yeah, four and five against the spread. They're feisty, they're feisty. Just can't win. Um. No. All right, so what uh, else we got from this past week? Uh, Anything good? Oh, uh, let's see. We got some bird teams struggling. The Ravens, the Seahawks, the Eagles. <laughs> the Cardinals they, uh, are the only ones hanging in there, I guess. Yeah. Well, the Ravens, uh, the are for our bye week, they said that uh, other teams were basically calling out their offensive plays before they ran them, and they don't have any – they don't really – I mean, Hollywood Brown has not uh, progressed the way that you would have – a lot of people thought he was going to. Uh, and it's basically just a running game with – Running backs that aren't that great, besides uh, Lamar and Gus Bus. The Gus Bus, um, yeah, they did. There, I mean, the the weather in New England was ridiculous too. By the way, mm-hmm. um, like looked like a monsoon was going on there. But, you can't tell me Bill, Bill Belichick didn't plan it out perfectly that like the her, the monsoon force winds and rains would come exactly as the Ravens were trying to go down for their two minute drill. Yeah, of course. He timed it exactly. You know, perfect. I don't even know what to say to that. I really, I honestly don't know how to really respond I mean, he, to that. He definitely has something to do with it. 
But the Ravens, yeah, they, they look, their offense just doesn't look right. Like, there's something wrong. And I don't even know, do, like, do, do, do they really think the teams know their plays? And if they do know their plays, then you guys need to do something about it. Like, figure it, like, figure it out. Like, that's, that's ridiculous. At, at this level, for how many weeks are going to say people know their plays? I don't think, I don't think it's people knowing their plays. I just think that they've run the same off the option offense for about a year and a half and teams finally figured out how to stop it. But that's what I mean. Like I, I, once, once teams figure out how to stop something, like all the other teams copy it. Like when, uh, what was it? The wildcat came up first came out and like Miami had a great, like five weeks with it or a solid five weeks with it. And then teams figured out how to stop it. And then they just sucked. Well, yeah. Kind of like, Didn't you compare it last time? It wasn't you last time we spoke. Where you were comparing comparing it to a Colin Kaepernick situation, where like the offense, oh, and his brother was the coach of that. The <laughs> offense was just like unbelievable for a year because it wasn't like it was just a lot of option and running, and Colin Kaepernick was athletic and good enough to catch a lot of people off guard and uh, just barnstorm the league. And then came back to earth. I, see, I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to have a year when Colin Kaepernick is like 30 years a starter. Looked really dreadful. I don't think he's going to have a dreadful year because he's too athletic. Uh, John, it looks like you're in insulin right now. Yeah, I know. So, um, <laughs> but I don't think he's going to have a dreadful year like Kaepernick did his third year when he was um, ultimately benched after, what, going like two and something? Yeah, the problem... But, Lamar, know, but like the Niners were kind of also like the Niners were kind of like trying to lose. I feel like that doesn't make sense. The, the Lamar, the weird thing there. is, is how sort of he was. His accuracy is really down. Like it's because he no, well, they have no receivers. I, I mean, Willie Sneed seems to catch everything he throws to him, and he's like a hey, one of your best receivers. Oh my god! Got um, I mean, Hollywood Brown was. It was he drafted in the first round, wasn't like, he? Yeah, and he was he was a stud in college and he look I mean, he looks like he gets open a lot. Um Mark Andrews uh, I mean, I still think Mark Andrews is good. And there's been so many misconnections with him. So it's not like they don't have any weapons. I mean, I, I don't believe they have no weapons. I just I thought Miles Boinkin was going to be good too. But I don't know. There's something wrong with this team, and uh, you know they they gotta fix it in a hurry because that that AFC is uh, getting very crowded for the wild card positions. So it's uh, yeah. a lot of teams playing good, and you gotta worry about teams like the Dolphins, um, who are apparently uh, a team to be reckoned with now. So yeah, Dolphins are actually good, and the the Raiders are six and three. So like there's a lot of teams around there, and the Browns are I think are six and three as well. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of like. So like that it's not um it's not a, a given at this point that the Ravens are gonna make the playoffs if unless they get some shit correct because that should have they should have won that game they that was a game they needed to win so it's obviously I mean you Patriots. blame it on the on the weather but that Patriots defense got lit up by Joe Flacco the previous week and like the Ravens well offense looked I wouldn't like say lit do. up yeah, they, they're like. This just scored like twenty four points. That's pretty lit up 
if we're talking about the Jets. <laughs> the Jets. I mean, that's like that's like we're, the point. You got to talk on a sliding scale. That's least. a points that like the Jets scored in like four like four games to accomplish, and then put up twenty four. Like you know, like yeah, twenty seven actually. Twenty seven. So like it was, yeah, it was more points than like they scored the last like four or five weeks yeah. combined. So, so that's like and you know. Yeah, no, wait, let's see. Let's see this. They had nine the week before against the Chiefs, ten against 19. the Bills, zero against the Dolphins, there you go. ten against the Cardinals, 29. 29, there it is, four <laughs> weeks. Look at that, pretty good. Um, and, yeah, Flacco's going to continue to be their quarterback because Darnold apparently is hurt still. So I think Darnold, we might, Darnold might have like less than like three games left as a Jets quarterback in his career, <laughs> which is crazy to think about. Yikes. Yep. Well, yep, yep. he'll be the next quarterback of the New England Patriots. No, he'll be the next quarterback <laughs> for, like, the Colts or something. He'll do all right. Uh, all right, let's go on to the Seahawks. Uh, Russ has uh, cooked too much, and he's burning everything and setting off the smoke alarms in his kitchen. Oh, I like it. <laughs> and, like, causing, oh, yeah. like, everyone to go out of their dorms and, like, congregate in the uh, in the courtyard and get really mad at him. Um, do you think that uh, – like what happened is like Russ cooking too much and they have to go back to the ground and pound and just like get like Chris Carson back or well they definitely have no running game and he's trying to do too much and the defense is not good and there's a lot of pressure on him defense is awful I would say no it, it's yeah, it, well, it, it's historically awful um, it's definitely <laughs> for, as, for as much as we say running backs don't matter when you're missing your first string and then your second string and your third string started the year on IR and hasn't played. And so they're, I mean, they're down. What? What's the other guy? Was Penny? Richard um, Penny, Hyde, and, and Carson. And Hyde and Carson. So you said, I mean, when you, yeah, when you don't have any rushing attack uh, and your defense gives up long bombs all the time, yeah, I, any quarterback would come into that situation thinking, like, I got to start out gunning. Yeah. He's cheated. Now, it, you know, it's gone from him only throwing like 20. To 25 times a game to now having to throw like 45 times a game every team because he has to, feels like he has to put up three, 350, yeah. 400 yards a game and three touchdowns because he's got to keep up. But he's probably wearing down a little too. Mm hmm. Probably. It sort of sucks because, like, I think this, he's going to slowly eliminate himself from MVP contention. Uh, I mean, because how good Mahomes is and looks. I think he kind of already played out. I mean, I think at this he's, point, I'm saying so many turnovers. I'd still put him second because I mean, this is the first game they played where they scored under 20, and you know their previous low was 26. So I mean, the off- offense has put up points. I know they but, score over 30 almost every. But when game. you're when you're throwing 25 touchdowns to one interception, on a t- offense, it's just you know it's like. Well, isn't that what we said about Mahomes? Just put the money on him. Yeah. At the end of the day, his stats are going to be the best. And yeah. His team is going to be seen it too. Yeah. Although. It doesn't make sense. I've listened to a bunch of podcasts on MVP, and everyone's cycling between Wilson, um, Murray, Rodgers, and like they just don't talk about him. I don't know why Mahomes isn't talked about. I mean, he has one interception, like you said. His team is going to win 13 to 14 games, they're going to be first place. I feel like because it's too easy to talk about Mahomes. You know, like it's like the. I think it's like he's he's not like as flashy as he was no, this year. Or, I mean, like, he's not, but last year. So it's like he, he's just more like 
he's at a steady level of just awesomeness instead of making crazy plays. I think it's too obvious, like, to pick him. So people are just trying to go elsewhere, you know? It's like they're trying to be like, oh, I'm going to pick the other guy. You know, like the the you know, the, the comeback for Rodgers, the, the FU season for Rodgers, or the, the Wilson doing his thing, or the Murray running for a thousand touchdowns. Like, but when the obvious choice is the guy who just throws touchdowns and doesn't throw interceptions and his team continues to win like clockwork, that's the guy. So, like, I just think too obvious for people. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I, I'll just go with the obvious, right? <laughs> obvious, is, obvious is good sometimes. Yep. He'll win the MVP. And he'll deserve it. So. Also, uh, speaking of not obvious things, uh, are the Giants the best team in the NFC East? <laughs> At 3-7? and seven? Are, the Giants, are the Giants good? <laughs> like I said, they've only lost one game by multiple scores. Or double digits, sorry. I think they lost one by like eight or nine. Um, and they've played some hard teams. I mean, they are they play hard every single week. They should have won Tampa Bay game. They should have won that Eagles game. And they should have won the Cowboys game. Like, there's three games where they were leading by double digits going into the second half. And whether it was Cowboys, the, ref fucked, the refs fucked them. The Eagles were easy dropped passes. And I don't even know what happened to Tampa Bay. I mean, that... Hold, that holding call that was you, on the last play of the game that got overturned for no reason was ridiculous, but whatever. Do you have their schedule up really quickly for the remaining season? I, I grab it in a second if you don't. Hold on. Yeah, the, uh, they play... Um, well, the Eagles schedule is really hard, so that's what I'm looking at, too. But they play the Bengals after their bye. Uh, so, I mean, if you want to be a playoff team, you got to beat the Bengals. Gotta be, so but, they play but the Bengals play Seahawks, tough. Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, Cowboys. So... Cowboys is an easy game if you want to be a playoff team. Bengals is an easy game if you want to be a playoff team. If they could pick off Seahawks one between, like, like realistically, they have to win three more with that division. Ooh. So you're hoping Bengals and Cowboys, and then you're picking off one between the Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, Seahawks. Yeah. Because six and six and ten probably gets it done in that division. Well, the good—I mean, look for you guys playing the Cardinals in in New Jersey is probably the best. Like West Coast warm weather team in yeah. the you know beginning of winter almost. Like that's probably good for you guys. So that I think that could be the game where you guys sneak out a win, like twenty seven, twenty four. You know, something like that. So I I I do think that the Giants are the best team right now in the NFC East. I mean, I, just the way from what I'm seeing being played. I like what the Washington Redskins are trying to do. Like that nice almost comeback for the Lions. Um, Dalton's coming back most likely, but that, I, that, I don't know, the Cowboys defense is just bad. They don't look good. And the Eagles just don't look like a team that could finish anything. Like they, they should be the best team, I think, right now. They uh, have the best roster. Right like, now. It's not really close. Like, like without Dak. Like if Dak was there, I think, yeah. then the Cowboys. But like without Dak, the Eagles should win this division, and I don't think they're going to. I do you think the Eagles should kind of be embarrassed with how much better their roster is than everybody in that division, and they can't pull out a couple fucking victories out of their ass? I think like, it's Carson Wentz has got to be embarrassed. They, they showed us that. He's got the most turnovers in the league by far, and Daniel Jones had, like, two turnovers in three straight games. So, like, what is he doing? Yeah, he's – I don't know what – I don't know what the situation is there. I, I, it's, it's baffling. Baffling to me. And what's I mean, really – 
he turned into a dump city guy this week because I think he was so afraid to turn the ball over that he was just dumping it. Like he was like when you, he doesn't play like Carson Wentz, he's no good. Yeah. But when he plays like Carson Wentz this year, he turns the ball over. He's got a little Jameis thing going on right now. <laughs> Get some LASIK, bro. Get those eyes he, fixed on your bye week. <laughs> yeah, you would think at least like Jalen Rhaegar or at least Fulgham would be able to get deep, but Fulgham has really dropped off since Rhaegar came back, and Jeffrey did nothing. Well, he had like, zero, zero catches. Uh, he did not get Goddard involved. He had just like two, three catches or something like that. Well, yeah, you think like, oh, Eagles are finally getting healthy, but it doesn't matter if Wentz can't get them the ball. And you know what they don't do? I think, I mean, I mean, I hate like harping on just one shitty team for so long, but they don't fucking run the ball enough. Like, they, they expect a guy who is leading the league in turnovers to just throw 40 fucking times a game. Like, this was the issue I had with the fucking, uh, the Bears last year. It's like, Trubisky's a piece of shit quarterback, but it's Nagy's like, yeah, let's throw it 50 times. Let's throw it 50 times. Like, like, change your game plan. If it's not working, do something else. You have Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, two pretty solid running backs, and you're doing nothing with them. You're running- I mean, I would go, I would go pass pretty solid for Sanders. I didn't know this, but they said it on the broadcast that he's led the league in uh, yards per carry since coming into the NFL. He's ridiculous. That, I did not know either. He's ridiculous. That's very surprising. Yeah. And you watch that Giants game, who have been very good against the run. Um, this entire season, the Giants have been good against the run. run carving him. Every every run was at least five yards. And then the Just one that Boston Scott. Boston. They couldn't stop Miles Sanders. They could not stop him. And then there was the, the 60-yard run or 50-yard run for Boston Scott. I mean, he just... Yeah, I mean, that was that, a breakup. But that was a wide-open hole. I mean, they... It was a bad... I mean, it was good blocking, but just he just was fucking gone. Like, run the ball, Philly. Run the fucking ball. You're 3-5-1 or 3-6-1, whatever the hell you are. You still lead the division. Just run the ball. You have a chance. There you go. You heard it from him first. (sighs) Anyway. Yeah, I mean, what is he had fifteen carries, fifteen carries for eighty-five yards. So you're averaging almost six yards a carry. Um, You got to pump him up to twenty. It it, it makes no sense to me. Wall control. If you if you if you don't want (sighs) to. Anyway, he might. I, I'm. I think he's supposedly a bad pass blocker. And that's that kind of hampers Miles Sanders a little bit, but uh, still, la- okay. So rushing last three games, eleven for eighty, nine for one eighteen, fifteen for eighty-five. <laughs> you give him the ball, and he's going. Yeah, hey, that's crazy. The thing is, though, he's still he's still begging for fifteen carries a game when he's just all he does is rush. <laughs> He, Six yards. He just like, breaks off big runs. Like, I don't get it. It's like nine for whatever. And it's like, nah, nine was enough. Nine was enough for this. Like, we, I think you, you had too many yards, Miles Sanders. We yeah, we don't want 10 yards. We, need, we need Carson Wentz to throw it. We have, we, have a, we have a game plan. He has to throw it 40 times a game, and we have to hit that mark. Fucking idiots. Yeah, it. that, and I think that's a big, I don't know. I think that's a, I think... When you say, I don't know why we keep harping on the Eagles. I know, I know. <laughs> when, you, when you bring up Carson Wentz as much, I think um, Doug Peterson needs to be right next to him for choosing those that play call and for not running the ball enough and for doing some weird things. I know he's aggressive, but like uh, up by three or so, or down by, I think they were down by uh, four. Go for two. And they went for two. It's like, 
you're it's the fourth quarter you're trying to come back you're going for two down by four so what just in case the scenario where you have a field goal at the end you could win the game with a field goal like you know ne- like you never go for two when it comes to cutting a lead to a specific amount of points that you like who goes for two when they're down by eight kind of, that would be the same thing it's like let me go for two down by eight so if i miss this like it completely destroys the morale of my team apparently instead of going for one and so take, and just like, all right so i, I apparently so they've gone for two points 48 percent of their times on touchdowns this year, which is ridiculous. 48% they've gone for two. I saw that stat when I was watching I'm not the game. knocking. I'm not knocking. It's, it's crazy. But apparently the analytics show, which I'm not a huge, huge, crazy full analytics guy, but that if you are down by eight and you can get that two to go to six or something like that, it like raises your chance or win probability by well, like so yeah, 5% playing, or something like that or 10%. So like it's... not to tie. But, I, but like, I still think it's ridiculous. Like trust your team to just continue to fucking score points and not hope that you get one more score. Like, I, I don't, I, I just don't, I dislike that weird analytics bullshit because the win probability now says I have a 55% chance instead of 50. I don't, I don't like those analytics on a league-wide basis. I think throw that in the trash. What's the point of using analytics on two-point probability on a league-wide basis if you're a trash offense? Like, if you're the Chiefs, sure. Like, you want to go for two every single time? The analytics are probably screaming to do it yeah. as the Kansas City Chiefs because you pick two yards up like that easily. Yeah. I mean, maybe if Philly ran more, they would easily pick but up if, two but yards. If you're like Washington, <laughs> but if you're like Washington, like, yeah, you can yeah, do it, if you, you know? Have a bad, if your team is not good, then the like league-wide analytics don't mean anything. It's It should, has to be team-specific. Like... <laughs> It ha- you have to put your team into it. The- like you have to know <laughs> your limitations on your team. If you're a good team, I think you should go for two all the time. That was like when the Steelers were just getting five yards to carry every single time with Le'Veon Bell, and they were just going for two all the time. Because they're like, yeah, we have Bell and Brown and Big Ben. And, uh, yeah, good luck trying to stop us from the two-yard line. So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Go for two all the time. That- I remember that Steelers team a few years ago that was just constantly going for two. Um <laughs> But if you're the Eagles and you're three five and one and your offense sucks, like I don't know. If you're down by four, I think it's demoralizing to miss it and not be a field goal away. Yeah, I, I'm one hundred percent with you. But uh I think that's enough for our Eagles hour um on this podcast. <laughs> I think we should move on. Cause, uh... Sure. <laughs> okay, let's go on to the week eleven games where the first one is Eagles at Browns. <laughs> you fuck, fuck oh, you. No. Fuck you, really? Yeah, I should have had that. Can we go to one more development before this? <laughs> yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> so we saw like a really good game out of Tampa Bay. Um, everybody yep. was getting involved, the whole team. You might have just a bunch of 15-point-a-game people between Evans, Gronk, uh, Godwin, Antonio Brown, and that's the point person I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on right now. Get new report coming out <laughs> last <laughs> month. Just guess it. Just put things into like, um, like a machine and to put random words in and guess what he was called on the cops for. I know what uh, it was. <laughs> I know what it was. October, Crash, yeah, crashing his car into a pool. Yeah, that, I mean, that would be a good guess. But yeah, accused last month by the community in which. Uh, 
the whole community, not just like one. In person. which she lives, of destroying a security, yeah, destroying a security camera and throwing a bicycle at a security guard. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. Was this Tom Brady's community since he's been living with Tom Brady? Did he throw a bicycle at somebody in Tom Brady's community? Because that would make it even funnier. That'd be hilarious. I don't know, actually. I didn't read the full thing, but I just uh, saw that. It's ridiculous, though. Either oh, way, it's, either way it's ridiculous. Yet. Oh, it was in Hollywood. Okay, so it wasn't. But still, it's ridiculous. Like, absolutely ridiculous, man. Um, I mean, I don't know what the repercussions of this are going to be, if any. Um, he's uh, still on probation or something like that. I don't know. Some weird shit. So this could mess everything up. John, again, you look like you're in... <laughs> Sorry, I just got to open that here. I just think it's funny. Like, you can't, like, he just can't, he can't help himself from doing crazy shit. And yeah. it's kind of mundane crazy shit and funny stuff. Um, but at a point, it's just like, this guy's absolutely insane off his gourd. Like, how, how is he on a team right now? It's crazy. It's, it blows my mind. Do you, but, th- do you think if he will this- last? Do you think it's gonna? Do you think it's? Do you think he's gonna be there for the like the actual NFL playoffs or like, like anything like that? Do you think it's a? Uh, or do you think I at some know. point? I mean, Tom Brady will drag him kicking him and kicking and screaming. He loves him for some reason. He's the right type of crazy for Tom Brady. But I mean, there's a possibility the NFL just is like, nah, we're done with you for doing you know continuing to do things like this. So it's very possible well, that it might be out of might be out of his control. You know? Yeah. I mean, I guess this one's kind of harmless. Like, if this was the '80s, it would be like. No one would care, I feel like, ever it wasn't Antonio Brown. I mean, he, did throw a, he did throw a bike at someone, so. <laughs> but it could have also been like, so you also have to be careful with police reports because throwing a bike at someone, especially if it's a secured, if it's somebody with, like in an authority position, could just mean pushing a bike over in their direction. Yeah, I guess that's true. Could have been like, riding a bike, got stopped by a security guard, and pushed his bike in the direction, they and they will write it up as throwing a bike at yeah. yeah they could have done the thing where like he goes really fast and then jumps off the back of it but pushes it forward so it just like <laughs> ro- ghost rides by itself for a while yeah i hope that's what it was <laughs> i just i'm just picturing antonio brown in like a full bike get up like the spandex <laughs> and, and just getting stopped for no reason while he was like really trying to get a workout in yeah and just like a complete um suburban mishap now i'm gonna let this one slide with him it didn't involve you know screaming and cursing and yelling and um, being very disrespectful to women. So I'm gonna let him toss the the bike at the security guard. I'm I'm okay with this one. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna abstain from saying either way. So <laughs> I think we just move on to week eleven and say. I'd say oh, okay. No, John, give your opinion. Go for it. I would say if he was in Florida, that I would say that was just normal Florida behavior. Wasn't that but, Florida? You said Hollywood. Was it? No, sure I said Hollywood. I mean, there's the Hollywood, Florida. Florida. As I'm saying, there is Hollywood, Florida. Oh, uh, was it in Hollywood, Florida? No, I don't know. I'm just saying you said Hollywood, but it could be, could be I both. So, oh, well, that. if there's a Hollywood, Florida, then that's probably where it was. So, oh yeah, my yeah, Miami Herald reported. Sorry. See? Yeah, so he might have. He uh, might have. Normal Florida stuff. No, no foul. Yeah, <laughs> no foul. And he, you know, he was just. Yeah, he was trying to blow off some steam after probably having like a good night with Tom Brady the night before. I think there's something going on between those two, but I'm going to leave that to myself. <laughs> Hanging out with Tom Brady must be exhausting. It's like, oh man, just making like making sure you're always hydrated. Like, can't eat strawberries, can't do anything. <laughs> always trying to get you to buy into his like weird like timeshare like 
cult thing that he's got going on. You have to like open mouth kiss him before bed every night. Oh, yeah, exhausting. <laughs> That's a tough one. Other stuff, okay. Open mouth kiss. Uh, all right, all right. let's. Yeah, uh... Like, do Tom Brady, do we have to kiss every time we leave a room? And he's like, well, come on, I miss you, bro. Like, this is. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you see, you see how me and my sons have such a great relationship. Don't you want that relationship too? Moving on to week eleven. Okay, <laughs> right. we already talked enough about the Eagles. Let's just talk about the Browns and the return of Nick Chubb and how the Browns just have to play the ugliest like nineteen sixties football for them to be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why would they do anything else? Right? They have two of the best, two of the top ten best running backs in the league. Rush it every time. Yeah. I would. I would rush it. Yeah, they just they they off, spit off, in the fit. They spit in the face of Teddy Roosevelt and his forward pass. They just <laughs> want to run the ball, and they're gonna. I heard they're going to adopt leather helmets, and they just sure. bring. They're bringing it back old school. Um, it's gonna. It's gonna be real interesting to see what they do. Uh, going forward but yes they are uh... yeah it's gonna it's gonna be tough for any of their opponents in the future when they have to play with the um goalposts in front of the <laughs> not... in front of the red zone i mean in front of the end zone they're not gonna know what uh not, it's gonna be very strange yeah like the <laughs> john do you have any uh old-timey football things you can bring into this uh, uh, for the uh no no <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You guys took all the good. We ran out. Um, all right. Is, is it besides Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb? Is it worth playing anyone else on the Browns? No, right? No. Landry, um, Landry's done. Uh, anyone, again, they're not passing the ball, so it's going to be <laughs> the two yeah. running backs. Is it weird that I'm almost like, no, I'm not glad for Odell Beckham getting hurt. That sucks for him. I wish him a speedy recovery. But as a fantasy perspective, I'm kind of glad to be freed from the fact that I was having to start Odell every week. Um, like I was like, I can't sit Odell. But the team doesn't pass the ball, so he was either putting up 25 points or three. And it feels kind of nice to not even have to think about playing him and knowing that he'll get two targets in that game. Yeah, no, 100%. Because, um, again, yeah, no matter how, you just continue. It's You're right. It sucks that he's hurt. You don't want wish that on anybody, but you're right. It it is like a it's like a weight lifted off your your shoulders, not having to be like, is this the one out of seven week where he gets the twenty five point? Oh no, it's just two catches for ten yards. Yeah, <laughs> both of my teams. I haven't lost a game in your league since Odell went down. It's, it's a blessing in disguise. I started all in six, and now I'm four. It's a blessing in disguise. See what happens. See, mm-hmm. and next year he'll be on a team that actually throws the ball. So. It'll be the first year in a long time I don't draft him. Yep, that's it. That's uh-huh. it. And it'll be, he'll, he'll go off. I'm sure he will. Unlike the Colts or something with that. Like, uh, I'll be begging somebody to trade for him. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll be offering my entire team. I'll be like, come on, I need him. Just can't, just can't quit him. No. Can't go cold Beckham. I don't know. That was a bad joke. Um. Anyway, Uh. yeah, so it's just the Browns running backs. On okay. the entire game. But you're still starting to fall them, right? I mean, he had one bad game. I don't know. I feel like... You have to start Sanders. Yo, Sanders yeah, for sure. Sanders, yeah. Sanders for sure. I'm worried about Goddard. Um, well, Ertz is probably going to play yeah. this week. He just came off the IR, so... I like Ertz as a potential last stretch run guy here. Um if he 
I think Wentz, you know, has looked like such a shitbag that he might just go back to what used to work, and maybe Ertz is a little, you know, a little healed up, a little. Just target, <laughs> just target Ertz like twenty times a game. Yeah, just go back to what you used to do. Look before, it, before Philly boots your ass out of town. Like if if that helps Miles Sanders, that's all I care about because, like if 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 that allows for some reason them to shift the paradigm where they could like. We give the ball to Ertz or we give the ball to Sanders. Like, I'm okay with that. But, uh, I don't know. I just, I think he's going to force feed it to Ertz when, it, when, it, when, maybe not this week, if he comes back and plays. Cause I think it's be like yeah. a, a, like a slow entry. But after that, it's going to be 15 targets a game to Ertz. I like picking Ertz back up and like, just don't cry for the Eagles, Argentina. They have Ertz, <laughs> Godare, Goddard, whatever. Um, Sanders. Fulgham, right? Like that. As much as people like to say, oh, all their weapons are injured, it's like, well, just old ass Al- Alshon Jeffrey was injured and rookie Riker for a while. And then Deshaun Jackson, were you really expecting Deshaun Jackson to play nope. more than two games? Yeah. And so now, like, and now Jeff, Jeffrey's healthy. So. When, when two of your guys are injured every single year, like, yeah, well, you know, Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey are going to be injured. Maybe, obviously. maybe you should have made a better effort at getting a wide receiver in free agency. Maybe maybe that was your move. Maybe that was the move. So, why are we talking about the Eagles again? Can we just move on? Okay, move on. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Uh, let's go on. I mean, I had Falcons at Saints. We talked about the Saints a lot, but Falcons um, at Saints. That was pretty much it. I just want to talk about... That's it. We're not going to talk about other teams. Just Falcons and Saints. Are you starting him? Are you starting? Even with the... Uh, the very, very small chance that Taysom Hill could have a huge role. Uh, it's the only thing, but yeah. I would start him because of the fact that the Falcons defense is bad. That's sure. it. That's it. I mean, look. it. it Winston Rimmick, a deep ball thrower. Not necessarily going to say they're going to go to the deep ball, but if he connects once or twice, I mean, he can make, you know, yeah. I could see two touchdowns. And a couple of touchdowns, to, like, you know. Goal line passes to Kamara, whatever. Some I like Winston this week. Yeah. Um, I don't Look, think he's not going to be with Arians, so it won't be the same vertical Winston. Yeah, but, you know, I... probably a smarter Winston. And I think Taysom Hill will be in there, but I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like an eighty twenty split. I think of Winston being the quarterback and then Taysom Hill lining up under center. So I think that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Make it make them offense a little more uh you know dynamic i guess is a better word but anyway on the falcon side let's talk about him uh them uh Gurley is a what do we think about Gurley? he's a guy who the saints have probably the best if not like top three run defense but Gurley always seems to find the end zone like so is that yeah, like those people are valuable i can't with the state of the running backs i can't i can't bench Gurley with just how like you said, if the Falcons score 21 points in this game, Gurley will have a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's very very possible. So, as much as Gurley's not getting the yards, we say he's finding the end zone pretty much at a steady rate per game. So, I'm saying like 30 yards and a touchdown for Gurley. And uh, what's up? Oh, I was saying my thing about the Falcons is Calvin Ridley being banged up, and hopefully uh, this bye week has given him a chance to fully heal. But he's really not dropped off the cliff the past couple of weeks, but not been up to his early season uh, amazingness. And Julio has really 
reclaim the role of wide receiver one, like solely him on that team. Well, I will say this is a. I think this is a game where the Falcons should have. I mean, look, the Saints secondary is the way you want to attack. So if you know Matt Ryan's good at doing that, so I, if Ridley's healthy, I, I like him this week. I really do. Um, and Julio, obviously, you can't not not play. So. Yeah, I guess it's not about liking Ridley or not, right? It's about um, are you ever going to see the top two, three receiver this this season again? Is that coming back with Julio Jones in the in the lineup? I don't think it is, but you're still going to have a guy who's going to perform well. Again, healthy. That's the only issue. Um, you remember when Russell Gage was killing it? Like, um, yeah, like two weeks, everyone went nuts on him, and then Gurley also averaging a touchdown a game. So nine touchdowns, nine games. There it is. Throw him in there, and Hayden Hurst, um, solid. If I, I don't know what he ranks as tight ends, but I'm gonna guess it's top five. It has to be. I mean, look, if Jimmy Graham was number six when I looked, <laughs> we know Jimmy Graham <laughs> yeah, has yeah. not been good. Um, so Hayden Hurst has got to be like top five. I mean, I. I'm going to say Kittle ends in the top 10 with only playing like four games. <laughs> um, but it has to, it's, it's Kelsey, then no one else. It's Kelsey, huge drop, Waller, medium drop, Gronk, Hayden Hurst, probably. Like, maybe Mark Andrews because of the early touchdowns. I don't know. Like, yeah, but he, yeah, he's so hit or miss. But just guys that will get you some points. I mean, even TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. He's been a top 10 guy. Uh, but Hayden Hurst, I, I venture to say he's probably top five tight end right now. It's close. And he's been somewhat consistent lately, so that's pretty solid. Five, six catches a game. So Yeah, he gets yeah. like five, six catches for 40 yards. So I like He that. reminds me of Kyle Rudolph from a few years ago, where Kyle mm-hmm. Rudolph was never like finishing with more than 12 points, but he was usually not finishing less than 10. Yeah, very, very consistent. So Kyle Rudolph was great in the red zone, though. He was for a Hurst, while. Hurst has not yet gotten to that level. Give it a year. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go into Titans at Ravens. Uh, Titans coming off a bye week. Hopefully figure out their uh, struggling defense. Wait, and, not Titans aren't coming offense, off a bye week? Right? And offense, yes. They're but, not coming, Titans aren't coming off a bye oh, week. Oh, so they had to play Thursday. It seems okay. like, it always seems just so far uh, yeah. fast. but By schedule, they were supposed to, but they had the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah, I was going off with the uh, off the original can schedule. Can we go, can we yeah. go yeah. pre-COVID? This, this has to be a, a get-right game for, for the Ravens, right? Like, Or is it a get-right game for the Titans? I mean, I yeah. think the, Ra- the Ravens' defense is too good. What, three right. weeks ago, this would have been one of the top uh, games you're looking forward to, and now both teams look like poofy? Yeah. Weren't the weren't Titans like 5-0? and and then uh, same similar with the Ravens. Like these teams, Ravens lost last two of three. I think the Titans lost their last three. Or no, they did. They beat the uh, sorry, they beat the the Bears because the Bears are terrible. Um, yeah, I uh, this is this is an interesting game. Where's it played in Baltimore? Baltimore, yeah. I mean, it's not like AJ Brown had a bad game against the good one catch yeah. defense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for the Ravens. Are we touching any other players besides uh, Lamar and Mark Andrews, probably, since you have no one better at tight end? I have Andrews and Gronk. And, uh, Ooh, definitely going Gronk. Probably Andrews, yeah. That's crazy. You would have never thought that week, like, early. Uh, it's nuts. Um, 
what's the uh, what's the bye weeks like this week? Because, I mean, talk about a guy who does seem to have another nose for the end zone. Um, Gus Edwards. I mean, Gus Edwards. Based on the uh, just based on the this like as we always say the state of running backs this year. Forty uh, Niners. Um, oh, okay. So you have McKinnon. Okay. I mean, look. Chicago. Yeah, uh, there's a possibility. Maybe you have an issue, um, but if you if you if you if you're desperate and have a guy, you just may want to that you know has gotten touchdowns in three of the past four weeks. Gus Edwards. So I yeah, like it's that. Not, it's not like a um, who's who. Of, uh, it's it's more of a who's who of running backs for the people in the buys than a all star A team here. But yeah. you know, Gallman. Gallman has been like wide receiver, uh, running back like four the past like four weeks. You know, he, um, he's a guy you want to have for the rest of the season f- for sure. For a guy who had two touchdowns, yes, uh, on Sunday, I feel like he should have had more points, right? Like he had like yeah. I mean, he's running the ball phenomenally. The thing is, they like to spell him a lot with Alfred Morris, but their offense moves better with him. Not that Morris has looked bad; he hasn't looked bad. So I, I mean, I think he's just they're gaining confidence in him. But coming back from the bye, they'll have the Bengals, Seahawks, and Cardinals. So that's that's a pretty decent. It's not bad. It's not a bad stretch. Um, Or or the home stretch. You mentioning Alfred Morris did just remind me of uh, Alex Collins scoring a touchdown um, for what was it? Seattle, Riverdale, Seahawks. Yeah. Um, What what about bringing back names? I mean, these names are just coming back from out of nowhere. Players you haven't heard of, like scoring touchdowns and getting like. I mean, fucking Des Bryant's on the fucking Ravens. Like, what the hell's going on here? Like, this is uh, very interesting. But very happy to see Alex Collins scoring touchdown. That's how bad it's gotten, by the way, that Alex yeah. Collins is your running back. Um, it's like Celine Dion <laughs> up in here. It's all coming back. To are they going to... There you go, Des. Nice. Are they going to promote Des Bryant to the real team soon? Uh, I mean, they should. At this point, it's kind of sad. Like, what do you have to lose? Because you keep losing now, can't, not like it's going to make you any worse. Can't can't lose twice in one week. So let's promote him. See what you got. See see what he has left in the tank at this point. I don't know, right? Fuck it. And the Titans are a bad defense. So I feel like this is a game where you actually, like John was saying, you could get right with the with how bad the Titans' defense is. So the culture culture's put up thirty four on them on a Thursday night game too, no less. So, well, that, was yeah. all, that, was, that was a lot of special teams, too. But still, he put up 34 points. I mean, Rivers doesn't look terrible, and Naheem Hines looks really, really nice. Um, well, that's because he just he's dumping it to Naheem Hines. Yo, man, whatever. Rivers it? looks almost weak in the Bernies-ish. Like he's, he, yeah, I was, I was about to say corpse-like. Well, he's, oh, man. He's not passing the eye test, but that's just a good overall team. That's a team that has a good roster. Um, so they don't have to rely on him too much. He spread it around pretty well, though, considering. Um, to, to, yeah. He did. I mean, he honestly did spread it around pretty well to his, uh, to his, his receivers. Um, look, I'm just saying, I don't want to get on the Colts, but I just think the Ravens, just promote Bryant, see what he's got. Titans are bad defense. This, this is a game where I think Hollywood Brown has to go off. If I'm going to pick a game, I mean, this is the game where Hollywood Brown's going to go off. Like four Somebody th- does. I mean, Jackson has to go off, right? You would hope so. Yeah, you would hope so. I mean, the, the Titans, do, like their front seven is not good at all. Like after signing Clowney, whatever, like 
after the the sec- second half of the year they had last year, you thought like, oh yeah, this is gonna be a good defense. But they look like a bunch of clowns now, right? Patricia, former Patriot <laughs> defensive guys not living up to their uh, their hype. Let's not put Vrabel and Patricia in the same. Yeah, that was very. I mean, they that still was... are six and three. I, they should be better. That was disrespectful, John. Good, but, that was disrespectful. Yeah. I mean, at least Vrabel. Look what Vrabel did last year. You know, come on. And his team. I mean, Patricia. Yeah, he almost cut his dick off, man. Come on. <laughs> Dare you? Um, but this is a game. However, uh, I think that the uh, I think the Titans are going to have more issues again. I think th- there's going to be a little bit of issues this this week. I think the Ravens, like you said, are going to come out as a get right game for them. And uh, at home, the Titans defense looks bad. I think I think this is gonna be another tough game for the Titans. So I mean, you're still playing AJ Brown, you're still playing Derrick Henry, but I think Jono Smith is a tough sell. Although the, the tight, I mean, the, the tight, tight end ends are like really so bad. Fair. But I mean, he scored only on a on a two yard run. Like it was, yeah, was it was a really weird trick, you know, thing going on here. So I guess Jono I... Smith, you have to play, but. I kind of have a take uh, I've been thinking about with Derrick Henry. <laughs> uh, I think he's I think he's peaking. He peaked too early. He, re- oh. he reversed he, Derrick Henry. He reversed he reversed <laughs> Derrick Henry himself. Oh no! He was so good in the first half of the season. He got beat up too much. They gave him the ball too much, and then now he's slowing down. Where in most years he would be just be picking it up right now, mm. and everyone else would be tired. Interesting. Interesting take. Um, it would be like if Mark Teixeira ever had a good first 30 games of a season. <laughs> what would he do at the end of the season? Like exactly. he wouldn't be the same guy. That guy always started every season batting Slow. 100. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was... And then he would pick it back up near the end. Like, and then yeah. he'd, get he'd bat like 280 at the end of the season, 285, and have like 35 to 40 home runs. They would just crush it. But Yeah. Um, so... I hope he's not Mark Desharing himself or reverse Desharing, reverse Henry. You got you're we're gonna you're gonna need him for the stretch run in the playoffs here. This is when he's supposed to be killing. I just him. I just I it's it's I need to see one or two more weeks of it and then I'll like actually say it. This is like a soft open of that take. Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm definitely like I'm not on board yet. I haven't bought a train ticket yet, but uh, I'm listening. I'm listening. Uh, the, the train, the train's whistle is, is coming. Yeah. To I mean, he's still at over a hundred yards, so I guess we kind of kind of have to pump the brakes. The problem is for fantasy, if he doesn't score touchdowns, he's useless. Yeah, because he's not catching any balls. He doesn't yeah. catch anything. He doesn't. Yeah, he has eleven receptions on the season. Nice for anybody who like, <laughs> for anybody who is like, oh yeah, Derek Henry, this is the year he's going to start catching some balls. It's like it's not. No, it's no. not going to happen. It's never going to happen. He has less catches than a usual Kamara game. We've explained to you, or not you, but like the, the people that like he has a, a ceiling because of the no catching, and yeah. he's got to hit that fucking hundred yard a game mark to get to that sixteen hundred level. But a touchdown's well, you, better fucking be there. Yeah, they have to be there because he got a hundred three yards this game, and he still and he had one reception, and he put up 10, uh, 11 fantasy points. Like. That's not a good game for your first pick. Nope. Um, the game before, 68 yards, no touchdowns, no receptions. So if he's not scoring touchdowns, he's a mediocre fantasy player. But he was scoring a lot of touchdowns early in the season. Yeah. So, look, I think look, the Ravens can get run on. Uh, Damian Harris ran pretty well against them. 
on uh I know it was an interesting game because of the, the weather and what whatnot, but uh I think Derrick Henry should be okay. I think he'll be all right. We'll see. We'll see. A couple weeks still left in that. <laughs> all right. Uh, talking about uh, Damian Harris, let's go on to the Patriots at Texans. Uh, Patriots, they um, they put to bed the, the the rumors that they were tanking for Trevor Lawrence. They've won two in a row. Haven't necessarily looked that great during doing it. Um, and then the Texans, well, they're just they're just kind of. They're struggling. No David Johnson. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much Deshaun Watson just running for his life every play and trying to make something happen downfield. I mean, I wouldn't say losing David Johnson was a big blow. They were pretty terrible with David Johnson there. Well, um, Bill O'Brien would make you want to. <laughs> yeah, look, David Johnson had one good run in him in the first half of the first game of the season. And then was like, okay, you guys, you guys are going to write a couple articles about how was it that crazy to trade for, <laughs> for to trade Hopkins for me? Uh, because I have this one good round in the first, and then you're gonna forget all if, about it. If Bill O'Brien was still the the head coach there, he'd be and he'd be like, I think we need to get a new quarterback for David Johnson, and he'd trade away Deshaun Watson and get like a you know a mediocre quarterback because that yeah, would be the sounds issue. right. That would be the Deshaun issue. Watson's gonna gonna demand a trade. He's I, gonna, uh, I thought you were gonna say he's gonna kill someone. Gotcha. Well, if they traded a Fuller, he would have killed somebody. If, I think if, he would have just protested enough. Like, also, John, I'm, I think your, I think your prediction is going to look pretty bad because fantasy playoffs, Derrick Henry has the Jaguars, the Lions, and the Packers. Oh so God. Okay. Right. Never mind. Go, yeah, it's going, good. Um, he's going fantasy playoffs, Derrick Henry. Or it's really, or it's going to be really good. Yeah, or he he puts he shits the bed in those games, and you look like a genius. Well, maybe I'll try and. Uh... I'll try and uh, you know, try and buy buy somewhat low ish on Derrick Henry. You know, go over over. You know, give a give a bunch of mediocre players because that's a solid fucking playoffs right there. If you could like, if you could hold doesn't, off. Yeah, it doesn't get too much better than that. That's the Lions nice. are terrible against the run. So are the Packers and Jaguars are terrible for everything. Hmm, I like this. Yeah, the Packers gave up over hundred yards to James Robinson when they have some guy named Luton. At quarterback and Luton, Luton. Yeah. wait. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good jokes about him. I I haven't heard one. <laughs> there are like okay. like names. Yeah, I'm trying to think of them. No, oh, I don't even know. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't think of one. Know. There's so many okay. you can't think of one. That's usually the issue. When there's too many. Right, we'll come back. We'll, we'll circle back that. Put a pin in it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Patriots. Are we just? <clears throat> All in on their uh, on their rush attack and think Belichick is gonna go like 1960s Army football or Navy football or whatever, and just go with the the Rex Burkhead, Damian Harris. Uh, and Harris Harris looks good, man. Um, nice pass. My boy James White nowhere to be found. Night. So that's that's the most disappointing thing about this season. No James White. I thought this was his year. I could tell Brian's looking for Luton jokes. Um, while we're talking about no, this. I, <laughs> name sounds like i call i heard a couple good things but i can't i can't remember them. all the first thing that's come to my mind is something about being looting free but that's, that's <laughs> oh my god um anyway um i do like i think i like damien harris he's looked good um they they seem to be giving him the ball a lot more uh in the past few weeks he's been doing work with it um 
So I think look, I think they they have to continue this style of play because they don't have the ability to do it any other way. Like because of their receivers, I mean their receivers are better at throwing touchdown passes than actually catching them. So uh, I just I just I think this is what they have to keep doing. Just keep pounding the ball with Newton and uh, Harris and trick plays with Burkhead, and that's about it. That's it. And they're yeah, going to get another Burkhead's win. They'll be 5-5. Five and five. fantasy player because he goes from once every three weeks, I think, he has like a 20-point game, Burkhead. Um, you just have to try to pick it. He's like the um, – uh, who is that wide receiver that used to get a long touchdown every three weeks? He's the running back version of him. There was one guy. There was, I know that a lot of wide receivers do that, but there was a specific <laughs> guy that was like specifically – Every three weeks would get one long touchdown. Mike Williams? What one of the Mike Williams? No, no, Travis no, Benjamin? A few, few years ago. We gotta go like three three years back, four years back. Well, there was I feel like he, he was on the Browns. I know he was on the Browns for a bit. Oh shit. Um My, I don't even Does know. his name begin with a C? <laughs> this isn't fucking Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune or some shit. What are you? Uh, Travis Benjamin. Travis. I said. Uh, I just Travis said Travis Benjamin. Wait. I, I, I didn't hear. I it. did. I didn't I, hear I'm. It. Re- I have it on the recording. I, I absolutely said Travis Benjamin. Uh, I, just, I, uh, I, I, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it either. But so Travis no- Benjamin was who I was thinking of. He's like he's pretty much running back Travis Benjamin. Where like, all right, you you could play him. I, I think you can play Burkhead. He might get a twenty point game, but he might get a two point game. Yeah, that was a ridiculous catch he had, though. That was a great catch. From, uh, the, I mean, yeah, I think it, it's just pretty much the running backs for unless Jacoby Myers, I, like they had a tough defense. The Ravens' secondary is still good, so Jacoby Myers against this Texans defense should get a lot of targets and get a lot of catches in the PPR. I just like Harris this week. I think Texans are just terrible in general. Um, I think you play Burkhead and Harris. Go for it. Texans rush defense is real shit. Man, Newton probably have two touchdowns too. One rushing, one passing. Maybe too fancy. I don't know. I think it's a good game for the Patriots. They're going to go 5-5 five and five right now. And uh, on the Texans, the only people you really could trust it, Will Fuller and uh, Deshaun Watson. And even Watson, I mean. Oh, my God. Dude, Will Fuller has gone done a complete stuff. 180 in my heart this year. I used, I, to mean, draft him, you... I, I used to draft him every year and hate playing him, but now I just set it and forget it. I mean, that's that's it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, don't blame him for the last game. I know he only got eight points, but the weather was insane. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying like... like an hour. No, I'm saying this entire year. Like, I gotcha. dropped him at because I'm like, oh, Will Fuller in the eighth went around or whatever. Great value, and then I hate him. Well, I'm, gl- him. I'm, gl- I'm glad he, uh, you know, he finally uh, filled your heart with joy, John. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was playing Pete this week, and I texted him when that game was being postponed, I was like, well, that pretty much makes him useless not being able to throw a deep ball to him. Like, so... Oh, with the... Because of the fucking yeah. weather, yeah. So, that, I mean, it was the first game of the season he didn't have a touchdown or 100 yards, which is, uh, besides that besides one... Besides a zero for the zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah every other game has been double-digit. Which is pretty ridiculous. impressive, yeah. Out of every game having either 100 or a touchdown, I mean, he's going to finish the year as probably a top-12 wide receiver. You would think. You would think. Yeah. Um, speaking of top 12 wide receivers, let's go on to our last game that we will talk about, and that's the Packers at the Colts. Uh, Devontae Adams had a, a slight... Top one, Roger. Yeah. Slight scare with his injury, but then came back and caught a crazy touchdown. Um, 
The Packers are doing the thing with Aaron Jones that they do every year where they <laughs> say he's completely healthy and he's going to play, and then they give Jamal Williams a bunch of plays and throw it to him a bunch. I hate them. Not that Jamal Williams is bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we talked about it. We've always talked about it. and we tried. Yeah, Jamal Williams isn't bad, but come on. Free Aaron Jones. It's it's so sad. Um, it's Aaron Jones. Is there like a can we like make like a, like one full team of players that just don't get respected and then like can make their own team that like will be really fucking good because they're damn good players but they just That's don't all get Jeremy Hill. It... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm talking like we get like Deshaun Watson and you add like you know um, uh... Deshaun Watson gets the respect. No, not but not from like his team. Like like they're like well, oh, fuck. Was from Bill well, like, well, that's what I mean. I mean, they don't put players around them. So I feel like he, like, needs... He doesn't have... They never, like, hey, we'll draft offensive linemen for you. Other than that, they're like, no, nah, just go, just run around. Just make your own plays, because... That was the Russell Wilson thing for the longest time. So there are players like, like that. Like, you know, Aaron Jones is a part of that. That list of players that I was trying to... Right. But yes, Wilson was also like that for a very long period of time, where he just ran around. What about AJ Green was like that for a long time, where it's like, who's your quarterback? Who's your team? And you're going to remain loyal for so long. And and Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald, and, maybe the ultimate, maybe the number well, one. Yeah. Can you ever get him a good quarterback? It's like which which Josh McCown, Josh McNown, can we give you to throw <laughs> to throw you balls like? Ryan Lindley, uh, Cade McNown, Jake McClown, like whatever, like they just tried to grab whatever kind of Mick. What's with you and the Mick? <laughs> that's. I feel like all of them were on it the. Sounds on like the, it's a little bit of anti-Irish bias. I feel thing. like all of them were on the Cardinals, though. Throwing him, like. Well, to be fair, like I feel like there was like forty quarterbacks on the Cardinals they, in the in they, the mid two thousands to. 2015. I think they had like Josh McGloin, like as well. Like they had every. First off, it's Matt McGloin, who's quarterback of the New York Guardians in the XFL. Whatever. Yeah, that, do you remember when that when Ryan Lindley started a playoff game for them? See, this is the. Dude, I, I, I was at the the Jets Cardinals game where Mark Sanchez got pulled, and it was Mark Sanchez versus Ryan Lindley, and there was about mm, 150 yards in the entire game. And the Jets, the Jets won seven six. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, they were. It's the worst football game of all time. That was, I mean, poor, poor Arizona, poor, um, poor Larry Fitzgerald. They start that season what like nine and oh, nine and one or something. With we remember when Carson Palmer was just going. Oh uh, yeah. And he gets injured right before the playoffs, and then Drew Stanton got injured, their backup, and then they go with Ryan Lindley for a playoff game. Drew like Stanton, a, I forgot about him. Yeah, when when Drew when you're pissed that Drew Stanton gets injured, who is uh, very terrible as well, but having to do Ryan Lindley in a playoff game, I don't even think Ryan Lindley was able to like field a snap properly. Oh, like man. that's how bad. I think one of the probably the worst quarterback to ever start a playoff game. Oh my oh, god! No, I'm sure there's. I would love to dig into that. I would love to dig into those games because there's got to be someone that's worse than Lindley. Had the Houston Texans uh, early Saturday playoff game every that they had every year before they got to Sean Watson had some really horrible quarterbacks. They had like TJ Yates. Yes, Yates. Uh, Yates, that's right. They had McGloin start a game. Um, who else did they have? <laughs> McGloin's pretty bad. I mean, TJ Yates. They, they might have had Kyle Orton. Uh, TJ Yates is a pretty – yeah, that te- – Could have been like Dan Orlovsky or something like that too maybe. Yeah, like, Texans loved getting injuries – 
Just any, any in the playoffs, quarterback injuries in the playoffs, and their quarterbacks were never good, so the injuries were like, well, maybe the backup's going to be better. They would never, <laughs> they they never yeah. It's hard to be worse. They were okay. Then. So, so Ryan Lindley in that playoff game averaged one point six yards per pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awful. That that is that's real bad. bad. That is real bad. I don't so, even know how that's possible. See, but yeah, but see, so Fitzgerald will be on that team. AJ Green, you're right, would totally be on that team. Like. You could definitely make like an all-pro team with players who just ha- were always in bad situations or got disrespected or just the team just didn't give a fuck about them uh, to put other players around them to help make them better, and they still performed. You know, like then they could play the all-pro team of players that got way too much trust by their coach and like didn't deserve it. And to start it, you would just have that. Who was the backup on the Bills a couple of years ago? Who can't? Who can't? Start, he has more interceptions. Nate than Peterman. Like, no. Nate Peterman. Peterman. Yeah, <laughs> Nathan Peterman. Does he still have his own website? Does no, he, still... he has to get a throw pillow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> NatePeterman.com Nate or something like that. He would be the starter of the. Our coach has a rational confidence in him. He he might be the worst quarterback to ever play football. Like start. Probably. Has to be the John Gruden's lo- love affair with him was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> he's still on. He wait, he's still on the Raiders, isn't he? I think he's still uh, on the Raiders. No way, is he? I think I honestly, yeah. they, I think I saw him a couple weeks ago on the sideline yeah, and he, just chuckled. He, he, he is. I think they <laughs> cut. They had um. Oh, who was the fuck? The tall, goofy guy that was on the Buccaneers. Mike Lennon. When yeah, you he, say tall, goofy, because he's got a he's got a turtle, like an actual neck of a turtle. Uh, yeah, he, he's he's still he's still on the uh, the Jaguars. I think they cut. No, 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 no. He was on the Raiders, and I think they cut him for Nathan Peterman. That's terrible. Well, he was on some team because it wasn't he was wasn't he just about to play, and then a quarterback was fine. Wasn't it the Jaguars? Because what? wasn't he supposed? Oh, to? no, yeah, it was the Jaguars. Yeah, because yeah, they were yeah. thinking about starting him, but they went with Luton or Luton. They went Luton free. they wanted. Well, Glennon was hoping they would go Luton free, but they did not go. So Nathan <laughs> Peterman does have a win under his belt. So let's not trash him too much. He's he's one and three with a fifty-two percent completion average, four point two yards attempts, three touchdowns, and twelve interceptions. Twelve interceptions. <laughs> That is like that's in, unheard in of. Four games, twelve interceptions in four games. But that's but that's also because like there was one game where like they just, they just wouldn't pull him, and he just kept throwing interceptions. Like it was, it was just it was the game <laughs> against the Chargers. I remember this because as soon as he was starting, I immediately went and picked up the Chargers defense. They had five picks in the first half. <laughs> they might have turned two for uh, pick sixes. It, they wouldn't I had, like, pull th- him. I had three points from the defense at halftime. That was madness. That was absolute. I mean, that was. Nothing wasn't Sparta. No. Fucking, that's so bad. He might have the worst possible game, I guess, ever of all time of any quarterback. Like That, that has to be. <laughs> it has to be. And they still and they still want to play him instead of Tyrod Taylor. They're like, no, nah, this is better than Tyrod. <laughs> Tyrod could be on the all-scorn team. He's also, yeah, he'd be the backup quarterback to Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, Tyrod, well... And you know what? In the all-scoring team, there's a lot of guys that'll be like, "Oh man, they're great guys," but their organizations just shit on them constantly. Uh, you're thinking of Jets players, aren't you? What? No, no, no. Just <laughs> no. Like, like, says like, "Oh, great guy, great guy," but no one ever like respects him enough to like not stick a needle in his lung and almost paralyze him. It's any hardball running back that's good that just gets overshadowed by uh, 
<laughs> by Buck Allen. Yeah. So so <laughs> Peterman Peterman yeah. has five five interceptions and six completions. That game. <laughs> what? And the Chargers scored fifty four points. Holy shit! I really had completions, I guess. That's mud. That's nuts. All right, let's get up. We gotta. We gotta. That wasn't even the segment uh, we were doing. <laughs> I guess it's a cold. good segment. It is a good segment. I think we should go back to that one time. We could just skip the segment we were doing and do this segment. I'm still, okay. I'm, you know, what? I'm down for that. You want to keep going? Let's keep going. Yeah, let's get. We were gonna do um, who's gonna bring it home in the home stretch the last three games, but well, I mean, okay. I kind of want to talk about one guy just because. Okay. All right, fine. Fuck let's let's unskip the skip and. Go to that segment. Who's going to bring it home? Last three games. John, you're better at introducing segments. Okay. Well, this is the the easily thought out, well segment of um, who rode the struggle bus in the first half of the season, but is now going to be good in the second half of the season. Um, I I just want to talk about him because I had him on my team. I thought that he was going to be you know rookie running back that made an impact right away uh, because their other their team for whatever reason went away from their other good running back. That's DeAndre Swift. But mm-hmm. then Trisha decided, I'm not going to play my solid rookie running back from Georgia that just produces running backs left and right because uh, I want to play old-ass Adrian Peterson. But the last two games, Swift has been solid. He's gotten, I think, three touchdowns. But I forget, whatever. He looks he good. Bunch, He's looking good. He got a bunch of catches. Matt Stafford seems to trust him after the, the first game boner where he blew the game. <laughs> Um, nah, but... nah, you're starting to do it too. <laughs> what? Use boner as a mistake. I like it. I mean, it's it, it's an actual word, so why not use the word boner and not get yelled at? It's just funny it. that he forgave him for that first game boner that he had. Like, just the way you said it, just sounds pretty uh pretty messed up. <laughs> also, that that truck was nice. That truck, the way he just like absolutely bull uh, over the guy. Yeah. yeah. So like, why like why was this the first game that Swift started? Why has Matt Patricia not gone to him? earlier but Bad now, yeah now that it's happened i think pandora's gate has opened and i think swift is going to be someone that you can rely on as your rb2 slash three for the rest of the season because they i don't know just mass effort seems to trust him he's good catching the ball which is great because they don't golly who knows when he's coming back so Poor yeah, what the hell galladay waste to pick <laughs> no, I like that. I mean, we were questioning Swift. Is it the? Uh, is it real? Is it a mirage? A few weeks ago, I mean, he had a down week. I think the week right after we did that, and then he's picked it back up again. Patricia is one of those like coaches that pretends to be old school, where it's like rookies have to earn their playing time, and it's like just start the most talented people, guy. I was like, they always make up like some weird excuse, like, oh, he's not, you know picking up the playbook or he's like not good in like in third down pass pro or something like that and then when they like just like as an excuse for when they like uh, like when they finally get a chance to play and they, they're actually good they just like make up some excuse be like oh this is why i wasn't playing him not because i'm a shitty coach well i mean they're not gonna say i'm a shitty coach that just that you probably just lose your job if you say that i think besides adam gates mad patricia's my least favorite coach in the nfl yeah, yeah, yeah. not even. I I don't even think it's close. Can I still not like Bill O'Brien? <laughs> yeah, he's good. <laughs> kind of harping on it there. Yeah, I know. All right, uh, we still moving on with this. Or are we going back? <laughs> what are we doing here? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. We're in it. We're in it. All right. 
I'm gonna go. I talked about him earlier. Um, I'm gonna emphasize it. Emphasize it. Uh, if you haven't, if he's still on your waiver, pick him up. Uh, he might not be there, but I, I did see him there a lot in places. And if he's on your team, start starting him after the bye this week. Wayne Gallman has the Bengals, Seahawks, and Cardinals. Um, none of those teams are particularly great against the run, especially the Bengals and Seahawks. Cardinals a little middle of the pack. But, you know, a touchdown every game since he's been the starter. Um, and just churning, getting that mid four yards of carry, something you like to see, especially on a team in the Giants that it, their offense isn't so great. So just to be able to do that means that you're running pretty well. Coaches have a lot of... Uh, Coaches have a lot of trust in him right now, and he's getting two to three receptions a game, so that's standing his points up a little bit. So you're looking at a guy who's going to be between 13 and 16 every game, and Devonta Freeman's not supposed to come back for another four weeks or so. Oh, wow. Yeah, then that's definitely yeah, yeah, he got put on IR, right? Yeah, so three, so three weeks is the lowest amount of time. All right, I got a guy. Um I actually picked him up in before Sunday, but I didn't play him. Uh, but I think he's going to have a really good rest of the season. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. on the Colts uh, had seven receptions for 101 yards, had a rushing attempt for 21 yards, put up 19 points in PPR. Um, and if we go to the rest of his schedule, it's obviously it's Green Bay this week, which that could be hit or miss. But then you have Tennessee, Houston, Las Vegas, and Houston. And then week 16, Pittsburgh, which Pittsburgh, you, you can beat them through the air. So that schedule looks great. Uh, he's obviously the best receiver on that team. Um, and I just like him going forward. I mean, I, eight targets, I think, is going to continue. And again, um, like you said, I know you guys aren't huge fans of Phil Rivers this year, and rightfully so, but he's a talented young receiver, and I think he's going to give them an option with that um, with that schedule. It looks real good, so. I like Michael Pittman going forward. I don't know. I don't like any receiver on that team. They trade off having 100-yard games. There's one every week, and then everybody else. I think, wait, wait, first off, I don't think there has been a 100-yard game from anyone <laughs> besides Pittman this year on that team. I mean, team. Mo Alley-Cox has done it. Um, 100 yards, I don't see. I don't think anyone had a 100-yard game on that team so far. And if they have, maybe it was one. But I think he's the best receiver of the bunch. I'm telling you, I like Pittman. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go through box scores real quick. Go through box, box scores. scores. Calls them box scores anymore. And we'll we'll get we'll get these hundred yards. I think you're, you might. I think it's better off you just look for Luton jokes. I think that's probably more worth your time. It's <laughs> finding those instead of finding. I just. I yeah. I don't know. It, it's tough with the the corpse of Philip Rivers to. To rely on a Colts receiver for the rest of the season. Well, I like him, so screw you guys. <laughs> All right. That's well, that's you my heard answer. it here first. That's my answer. He likes him. Marcus Johnson had 108 yards a couple games ago. That's the guy I was thinking of. Molly Cox had a 100-yard game. Did he actually have a 100-yard game, Molly Cox? Yeah. Well, I guess I think I had him that week, too. He's fucking faded into nothing, though. Oh, yeah. He doesn't do anything anymore. But I like I like Pittman. I think he's the best talented. I think he's the most talented on that team right now. So yeah, five for one hundred and eleven. Look at that. Week two. Oof, really pulling it back. I think there's only okay. So that was two games. 
Two other two other times right now. T.Y. Hilton, obviously, I don't even think he's surpassed like 40 or 50 yards. Oh. Um, Zach Pascal not doing anything. Um, yeah. Are you guys both looking through the scores to try to find a 100-yard receiver? It looked jolly. He gets targets. I'm just, I just think Philip Rivers spreads it around too much to trust any pass catcher on that team. Sure, if you want to pick the best of them, I guess Michael Pittman would be the best. He's led the team in targets the last couple of weeks, but I just I don't trust any of them. That's fine. That's understandable. Understandable. I just still I like Pittman. And another guy, honestly, if you want to trust in that team is Naheem Hines. Uh, you want to talk about dumpers then? He's doing Dump City, and uh, he looks real good. And again, the schedule going forward, as I just mentioned. You get Houston twice. You get Tennessee again. You get Las Vegas. Those are games absolutely ripe for Naheem Hines. So, how about that? Any better? I mean, yes, I, I'd rather trust Naheem Hines than I would. Just I would too. I would. I'd rather have Hines over uh, over Pittman, but I do like Pittman. So I'm standing with right, it. Right. Um, I'm gonna switch up a little and go Miami defense. Yes. Um, if they are still there, pick them up. Uh, maybe they, I mean, they looked pretty good last game, but you weren't going to play them. They had too hard of a matchup against the Chargers, a Chargers team that just puts up points. Uh, but they're finishing the season, the fantasy regular season, with the Broncos, Jets, and Bengals. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's all you need to hear, right? Broncos, Jets, Bengals for a defense that's been a top 10 defense this year. If they are there, you want to ride this defense out for the rest of the year. I'm putting them as a top three defense the rest of the year, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. And also, really good secondary, and they cause a lot of turnovers. So, something that is always nice. Yeah, and that schedule, he said, lines up perfectly. So, Yep, yep. Uh, I only have one other guy. Well, I guess kind of combo of guys, but Damian Harris and Rex Burkhead, like, you weren't really sure who's going to emerge as the Patriots' uh, offensive weapon, but it seems like Damian Harris has taken that job and run with it. The only thing is Rex Burkhead is kind of the vulture and is getting a lot of touchdowns. So kind of have to pick and choose your spots with Burkhead, but Damian Harris seems to be every every week. He's going to get a shit ton of carries, and you can just roll with him. Isn't it funny that someone Damian Harris gets more carries per game than Miles Sanders? Isn't that ridiculous? Like, yeah. Give Miles Sanders the ball. <laughs> give Miles Sanders the fucking ball. <laughs> oh, we are saying. Uh, give him the ball. Freaking Eagles week over here. I know. I'm really sorry. Um, I can't stop. Nope. 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 Anthony. Me. Second. Second. Maybe final guy or third guy. Yeah, yeah, we could we could cut it off after two weeks. I was really more interested in the other thing, but I guess we'll move forward with this. Um, I <laughs> we'll bring it back next week. We we'll, should bring it back. Um, I'm going to talk about a guy that it's only I think he's only relevant if they allow him, like they do in ESPN, to use him in the tight end, and that's Taysom Hill with no Drew Brees. Um, if you are able to use Taysom Hill as a tight end with the shit stain that we have of this 2020 tight end year. Sorry, Brian. Um, it started out so promising. It's, it's, so it's upsetting. Sad. I get it. It's it is so upsetting. sad. But when when Jimmy Graham is the number six tight end in the league, um, Taysom Hill, who's a guy who could 
throw throw the ball, fucking catch it, fucking run it. Like Drew Brees ain't gonna be playing for the next four or five weeks, and it's gonna be like I said, I think an eighty twenty split where Taysom's gonna actually be on the center, which is way more than he was getting. I think they're gonna see a lot of trickery. That's a great player to have in your tight end spot going forward. So yeah, any spot by QB, right? And stupid Yahoo only has him listed as a QB. But if he's a running back, I like I like playing him. I mean, any of those positions that aren't quarterback, pretty much. <laughs> so, but especially if it's tight end too, because again, we're talking about like I said, Hayden Hurst. You think he's number five? We don't even know what's going on with tight end. So, I think Taysom Hill definitely a really solid player for the rest of the season. And like I said, what Falcons, Broncos, Falcons. I'll do one more um, and then we can end it if you like I just had one more on my list I don't God. know if you guys had more I'm going nope. JD McKissick I love it um, look last game of the, last game of the regular season for fantasy so week what uh, 13, 13. He, has, 13 yeah. he has Pittsburgh so that's not great I mean you could still pass on Pittsburgh but since he and Dallas the next two weeks so if you mm. need a guy if you need a couple wins the next two weeks, um, he's just getting peppered with targets by Alex Smith more than you can handle. Dumper, it's like dumper, having a bunch dumper. of things in your hands and somebody goes to put something else in your hand and you just have to like stack it on your elbow and stack it between your chest and stuff like that. Like he's just getting more things and more balls than he can handle. He's, <laughs> he's like a juggler right now. It's crazy. Dump king. Yeah, we're we've been calling for it all season. We want who's the dump king. He's the dump king. We want we needed Alex Smith back. He's pretty much Chris Thompson right now, JD McKissick. So uh start him. Like don't leave him on your bench. Definitely don't do that. Just because he's not a name doesn't mean you should leave him on your bench. Yeah, he's uh I, I love JD McKissick and uh to a, a uh another extent on that on that same team with that schedule, scary Terry. I mean, if if there's a way maybe you could trade for him or something, uh the schedule the really schedule looks Terry. great. I mean look Maybe you could try and sell him on the Redskins aren't that great, and then you have more Dumper City with Alex Smith. Um, but I just he's going to be a player that's going to get you a ton of points going forward. I think he's actually going to be a, a, a closing in on a wide receiver. I think he might be actually might be a wide receiver one for the remainder of the season, top twelve wide receiver. To be it's really crazy how well he's done with just the the offense that he's in. Put him on that fucking team that we had. We had Scary Terry gets to join that team. Playing, uh, he's only he's only it's only his second year, so. And look what he's done. Play. And look what he's done with what he's had. Like good for him so far. But I like Scary Terry. So, John, you got anyone else before we move on? Nope. Nope. I think it's time to move on to the final and most uh, transparent. We coming segment of all the segments, and that's the boys of the week. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, to be honest, we did it two weeks ago, and I, I didn't feel like looking back that far. So I'm going to say, Brian, you go first since you're in last place. Oh, that's messed up. Whoa, I never. So that's why I get first place points then. I never get that. Uh, I never get what? that bullshit. No, 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 no. To go first for like. Yeah, but do I get first place points? Because no. I think I'm pretty sure I had a really good game. I know I had JD McKissick who went went off on, on what I said he was going to do. I had the, the Gus Bus who scored a touchdown. Well, uh, you want to talk about JD McKissick? Fine, first pick JD McKissick. <laughs> Go for it. I think he's a All man. Right. I think he's a Go man already. Eleven <laughs> targets, seven catches, thirty-four yards. 
Seven rushes, 15 yards, one touchdown. You know, that's the one thing he's missing, by the way, is the touchdowns, which sort of sucks. I know. But, uh, but I'm just saying he gets like seven catches for 40 yards, which puts him in good PBR status. I like it. I like it. Uh, uh, Anthony, you go since you're in second to last place. You're well, tied for last place. Well, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm tied for last place? Yeah, you both have 22. Oh, all right. Anyway, I'm gonna go with a guy who you guys don't like, and I like him. And I'm gonna, I was gonna go with him. I'm going with the same three guys I had last week. I don't even care what the schedule is, but I'm going with Michael Pittman Jr. It would have been great last week if, uh, if it actually happened, but uh, this is not gonna matter that Tennessee has allowed 19 passing touchdowns so far this season because that happened last week. So, um, I just like Michael Pittman Jr. going forward. I know you guys don't, but I think again, seven targets gonna hit about. 85 yards, and he'll find the end zone versus Green Bay. Okay. All right. Uh, I will go with uh, Rex Burkhead at Houston, going off at of 4,600. Um, he's he's going to find the end zone. He's not going to get the majority of the touches, but he'll get, like, 40 yards rushing and, like, 35 yards receiving and a touchdown. So, Rex Burkhead. And Houston sucks at defense, so. Houston just sucks at defense. Just overall, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with a guy that used to be a man and has been a boy this season. And I'm going to say he's going to go back to man status for one week. Not that he's been terrible, but um, Hunter Henry against the Jets. He's he's going to be a he's, – he's my boy. He's going to be a man this week. It's hunting season. Hey, yeah, seven I, for 86 and a touchdown. I like it. Um, my second boy um, actually had a good game. Of, fuck, man, I really screwed this up. Um, but anyway, he scored double digit fantasy points, uh, in PPR in three of the last four weeks. Um, well, I guess three of the last four games. Um, the matchup isn't that great at Tampa, but I'm going to go with Josh Reynolds of the Los Angeles Rams. Um, they, I just feel like Cup and Woods are getting a lot more coverage and Josh Reynolds is just producing. So, uh, he produced against the Yorks, obviously, because they just couldn't fucking stop anybody. But like I said, double digit. Uh, and it was three of his last four, so I'll make it make it four of uh, four or five. Also, I don't want to commit sacrilege against one of our all-time boys, but Bob Woods has had a rough past few weeks. He's mm-hmm. not he's not performing like the man that we graduated him up to. Um, all right, my second pick will be the only downfield target for one Lamar Jackson against a shitty Tennessee defense, and that's Willie Sneed, only forty five hundred. <laughs> He's going to get about 12 targets. He's going to catch about seven of them and get a touchdown. <laughs> 12 targets. And th- I would love to see that happen. Yeah, I would love to see the Ravens throw 12 times in a game. <laughs> they gotta talk They're to... creeping up on Cleveland Brown status. Of just they got to talk to Doug Peterson. He knows how to throw the ball. Run. Yeah, right. They need a... Somebody has to go rub up on Doug Peterson to, <laughs> to get him to be more like one of those teams. All right, I'm going with a guy that uh, maybe tricked you into starting him this week. I know he tricked me into starting him this week. Uh, didn't didn't feel so good about it. Uh, he had back-to-back over 20-point games following an 18-point game and an 11-point game since returning from a one-week injury and laid a dud this week. But he's going against Detroit, who does put up points and has a terrible defense. Curtis Samuel... Um, I think he follows a dud with a 15-point game. Yeah, man. Talk about a guy who was going off and then just took a big poop and uh, no good. Um, 
My last uh, third and final boy, again, like I said, these are guys from last week. Um, this one didn't pan out, um, but I think he's going to pan out. And I just talked about him before. It's Taysom Hill, man. If you can get him into that tight end spot, this guy is going to get you points without Drew Brees at quarterback. I'm telling you, the uh, the the offense is going to be all over the fucking place. You're going to see Taysom Hill lining up everywhere. Running back, wide receiver, quarterback. Who knows? They'll line him up as a fucking offensive lineman. Whatever. They'll line him up all over the place. I like Taysom Hill this week to at least get one sort of touchdown, whether it be rushing, receiving, or throwing. So, Taysom Hill, if you can get him in that tight end spot. Okay. And then my final boy will be Marvin Hall at Carolina for the Detroit Lions. Only 3,800. Matt Stafford seems to find him for one deep ball touchdown in a game. So, going for that again. Going for the deep ball. All right. Well, those are the boys. Um, that's the boys. That's it. Um, we are sorry we actually missed you guys last week. We had some issues, which is why we could not be on air. But we're back, and we will be with you for the rest of the season. Um, Pretty bold if you just think that. I, I, I like to be bold, John. Um, I promise you also <laughs> next week we will not be talking about the Eagles as much um, as well. So... <laughs> We'll get back to our regularly scheduled also fantasy football. That. Uh, <laughs> that was a little bit of a wild card. We never talk about the Eagles. It was usually the Giants or Knicks. So with that being oh, said, man. we are... The Jets, <laughs> the Jets and the Saints mixed it up. I think we had like 10 minutes of the Saints this week. Well, Breeze got hurt. It was very necessary we talked about that. Um, oh, Breeze got hurt. Breeze got hurt. We had to a, talk about it. It's a big issue. Shut up, John. Your team doesn't even know win. Um, anyway. Okay, we're about to have a... Better quarterback than you will. Flacco? Yeah, he is elite. I guess you're right. Um, so anyway, look, you can follow us at Fantasy underscore Lens. We will answer all your fantasy football questions as well as any other questions you feel like asking us. You can find us at Fantasy uh, Lens Podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us anything. Um, we are available wherever podcasts are available, which is iTunes, Spotify, and whatever. So please rate, subscribe, download. And as always, we are Fantasy Lens. We'll see you next week.